Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of cricket handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Again, another weekend jam-packed full of stuff. We had college basketball tournament championships. The golf was a lot of fun, even though Scotty Shetler just kind of slapped everybody around on the weekend. Um, NBA, there was a lot of good games. There's this World Baseball Classic thing. I assume people are still playing hockey. What the hell were you watching? I tried. I haven't gotten any World Baseball Classic in. It just there's too much other stuff going on. There was I went like 0 for nine in my last uh, my last tournament bets. I think, but what are you gonna do? That's why we that's why we keep those futures small and nothing nothing better than. How in the world could I lose a minus 300 when this team's clearly the best team in many conferences? Of course, their best player gets hurt. So an extra, extra pinch. I Hopefully nobody bet Houston with me. I told, I think I told people not to. I ended up parlaying it with something. Yeah, it would have been nice if A&M was a little more competitive. It would have been nice if a few of those one-point losses didn't happen. But what are you going to do? We're on to March Madness. We've got tomorrow. We've got play-in games. We've got play-in games Wednesday. There's odds up. I do want to make – I wanted to look for some spots because there are – it's not like everyone else doesn't know about the injuries, but we'll get to that stuff. I think there's some attackable places in the bracket if you don't want to go nuts. Like placing a bunch of teams to win it all is probably a bad idea. But I think, you know, with the – it's like you, Alex, with uh, some of your futures. You know, we look at quarter winners in slams we look at things like that to make the final there's a lot of different ways to attack this now with so many different markets up but we would and yeah the raging cajuns are a big part of that plan but we'll talk about the number one pick a little bit of a shift in the odds which is fun because i think i talked dan out of betting stroud at four to one last week um although that's uh, i would not be surprised if he did not close the favorite because we are a long way from the draft. There's still six weeks, guys. We have this every year where we think we know the answer, and then maybe the answer finally comes up for real, and you'll see a, a market move almost on air. So right now, C.J. Stroud is minus 300, Bryce Young 3-1, to one, Richardson 450, and then Levis Carter-Anderson much further down the board. It is assumed, I guess, that Carolina likes C.J. Stroud by some comments come out um obviously the market agrees but what did you think alex of the big the big one the big trade that we kind of knew was coming eventually it's yeah it's hard to tell it seems like the bears didn't get as much as a lot of other teams have gotten in the past for the number one pick especially going all the way back to nine it feels like maybe there should have been an extra second rounder in there or something like that like it wasn't way behind i think fair but um i wonder if they could have gotten a little more if they held out but I think it's the Bears looking at their team and going, you know what, we're just going to try this thing out. You know, we've got Justin Fields. He's going to be their quarterback. They're focused, I think, probably a lot on getting DJ Moore. I think that's probably the sneaky big part for them, right? They go from having the worst wide receiver core at the beginning of last year to one now that's a little bit intriguing. You know, Mooney can finally move inside. It doesn't have to be the number one. They can let DJ Moore do that. You know, they overpaid for Claypool, but that's still decent. So I was actually curious. I didn't have a chance to see. Did you notice what the Bears um, AFC, I'm sorry, Bears NFC North and kind of futures and stuff moved? Oh, I, I didn't. That angle. It's still, I think they're still implied to be the worst team in the NFC North um, behind, uh, I want to say the Lions are still favorites, but I think they're still the the bottom because it still takes a lot. You still need a quarterback to win. I'm pulling up the odds right now. It looks like 
the Packers and Bears are kind of tied. And a lot of that is like, it is assumed that Aaron Rodgers will not return. So it's the Lions plus 150 and then Vikings, Bears, Packers all around three or three and a half to one. Those odds make sense to me because the Bears are a long ways. And I know a lot of people are making comparisons with the uh, the more thing to, well, look what A.J. Brown did. Well, not the same. Like we, we knew Jalen Hurts was good already. He probably was you know, a step ahead. They had a better offensive line. They had better running backs. They have a better coach. They had a pretty good defense. Um, you know, not the same situation. You know, they had other receivers and they did open up Devonta a lot. So it'll be interesting. I don't think they have a true number one still. Like Moore is kind of just outside that tier, but it's a big, it's a big upgrade from what they had. Like this is definitely a step in the right direction. I will agree with you too, seeing uh, it does feel like they could have got more, but it wasn't so egregious one way or the other. Like it just felt like every trade we either have to decide like who got screwed, like who won this trade. It does. It feels pretty even like everybody kind of made out about how they should have, you know, both teams could have done better. Both teams could have done worse. I think it, it's kind of about what I expected. The, the huge haul wasn't going to be massive, but it wasn't going to be a huge disappointment. Like some people kind of were implying the bears might screw this up, which I was kind of on that train. My, my screw up for the bears was they weren't able to trade the pick and had to pick one. That was, you know, obviously worst, worst, worst case scenario. So it'll, we'll see how this goes going forward. We're in the legal tampering period here today. Free agency, the, the league calendar starts on Wednesday. Uh, we are actually going to move up. 50 year option to Wednesday afternoon, so we can That's get ahead of. Curious to see what you guys think of that, but yeah, yeah one more thing on the Bears, though. I think it's a really good move in terms of if you're starting to invest in fields, right? Because Moore's a really good safety blanket. Again, it kind of pushes everything around. And now they have assets to go out and, and get offensive linemen. Now it's really hard to put together an offensive line in one off season, but yeah. if they can do that, I don't think that they should. They should, pro- they should probably be a lot closer to Detroit. I mean. If they can put an offensive line around that team, we know the defense is solid, and that's going to be an interesting offense. Yeah, I I do think we get some of the – maybe some movement in that market based on what they spend now. And that's the thing. DJ Moore is like 20 against the cap. It was not a small cap hit to get him, but they still have so much space. It's not like, oh, no. That's a big chunk. It is it is a big chunk for other teams, but for the Bears, they still can do a lot in free agency. So if yeah, they make some big moves. Rookie contract. Yeah. If, if they make some big moves here in, in free agency at this point and then nail the draft, uh, you definitely could see them as second favorite, especially if the, you know, if the Vikings don't replace the wide receiver with a with Thielen with somebody, you know, outside of the draft, if other things don't happen for Minnesota that way. I don't know what, what happens to make the Packers come out of the basement? Like going, they they might per surprise. Jordan Love might be good, but going in with Jordan Love is probably going to keep them near the bottom this year. So yeah. Um. All right. We'll get more into NFL. Obviously, we'll talk about it on fifth year option this Wednesday, two Eastern. We'll talk about it all week as a lot of things will happen, but we still have like twenty basketball games yet left for every team. As we're getting down to the kind of the home stretch, this is the, the hey, we got to try again a little bit. Not every team does that. It is it is always interesting to get a vibe. And I think you do a good job of this. You know, these last, once you get to like the last two weeks, you kind of get a vibe like this team doesn't care about seeding at all. Like you can start to get some feels for it. Maybe a little early for that, but uh, 
big old number. Jesus. Is, are the Globetrotters playing the Hawks tonight? It's It looks something like that. I mean, you know, you take a look at the standings quickly, kind of where we are. Again, still a ton of interesting stuff. The Chicago Bulls have snuck up into the play-in tournament. Curious to see how their season finishes. The Miami Heat uh, looks like they're going to be in the play-in tournament, which is great. If you remember, we have the Miami Heat to miss the playoffs. And if they could get in the play-in tournament, things get real weird for those two games. We still got a chance um, with a nice big fat number there. Uh, the West... It's amazing to say this. If there's one team you trust in the West right now, it's the Sacramento Kings. Um, they're the two seed. They've been great. Everybody else seems to be going the other direction. Your Timberwolves now, a game behind the six seed. It looks like Golden State's starting to tie it down here. Um, it looks like you guys are going to be in the play-in, but won the play-in last year, so that's good. So Defending play-in champs. Yeah, they, you cannot discount play-in experience. And, I mean, they kind of handed it to the Clippers. So let's go, Wolves. Uh, tonight, though, we've got seven games. I've got some looks on two of them quickly on the other five. Pacers, Pistons, just don't watch this game. This is going to be terrible. Halliburton's out. Miles Turner is out. Everybody is still out for Detroit. Thought about maybe betting an under here, but when you have games like this, I have no clue what's going to happen tonight. Maybe Mathurin goes out and just sprints up and down the floor the whole game and ends up with 40 points somehow, and this thing goes over. So uh, just skip it. Just do something else. Um, Grizzlies Mavericks, again, kind of a similar story. No John Morant still. Um, we know Luka Doncic is out. Kyrie Irving is questionable. Should be an under spot, but who knows what happens with these guys. These teams are just – there's too many key pieces to miss out to really have any idea, I think, confidently what's going to happen. Can, I, can I stop you on Ja quick? I just – Yeah. Five seconds. What do you think happens with him? Like, you've been following it closer than me, but it sounds like if there was a gun on a plane, that's like a huge suspension. Is that a, is that a possibility? It is, and it's probably something that's hard to prove. They fly privately, so unless someone on the plane took a picture somehow or found it, or they can prove that that's where the picture was taken, it's going to be really tough. But, yes, that's like an automatic kind of rule. The NBA is one of the better leagues in terms of having a lot of stuff kind of outlined. And um, thanks to Gilbert Arenas and Jafaris Crittenden, we've had an incident like this before. So there is a little precedent. But I think that unless there's some sort of police report that comes out that he never had a gun or all that stuff, which I don't see happening. I think John Morant will be playing basketball in the NBA sometime next year. Fair enough. All right. I'll let you do um, Last couple games here, uh, the Celtics, huge favorites in Houston. Houston's pretty good at home, but I I'm not taking 13 points. That team is just brutal at this point. They're doing everything they can to lose games. Even some of their first-half numbers have tailed off. The aforementioned Sacramento Kings are two-point underdogs, but we don't know if Giannis is going to play for Milwaukee tonight. It's a really strange spot there, so we'll put that one on hold. And then the Phoenix Suns um, would like to back them against Golden State, but Golden State's at home, and Phoenix has a back-to-back here where they play in Golden State and they go back home tomorrow to play the Bucks. So a bit of a look-ahead spot there. Again, five games that are really hard to figure out, but two that I like here quite a bit. Um, one is an edge, and this is always tough. Um, Atlanta Hawks unders have not really been great this year. Um, generally an over team. You know, I think if you just blindly bet every Hawks under, you're down about 10, almost 11 units if you kind of flat bet all those. But as I start to look at some of these numbers, your Timberwolves are not the same team they've been in the last couple of years, the last few weeks. They've uh, last few months even, and they've really found a way to play a more deliberate style. Uh, Gobert is questionable every night and plays every night. Anthony Edwards has been fantastic, but the style of play, the defense has been getting better. Again, the pace is a little bit slower here, and uh, the Hawks have put up some really big numbers, but every time I try to tweak this, I can't get this to 240. I, I, 
really just like at one point Andy was just like doing like all right plus three points and like moving some stuff around just to try to get to somewhere near where the market is and again got to like 241 242 with just some flat out just like I'm just putting more points here because everyone says there should be more I can't wrap my head around how this number is so high and I'm curious in a chat earlier I made kind of a Freudian slip that I bet under 235 I did actually bet under 245 again any number um you know 242 243 it started to come back down a little bit I think I was lucky enough to get at the peak there at 245 that looks great um and I might really go in and try to play some alts and under 240 and again maybe the under 235 as I've already sort of put that out into the universe um and then a big underdog here the Utah Jazz continuing to fade this Miami Heat team at the end of the season that is finding ways to win games but not at all by margin here and it's it's just an absolute slog for the end of the season I think they could definitely beat this Jazz team and probably will but seven and a half is at least two and a half points too high I had this closer to five so anything seven or higher looks better here on the Utah Jazz so we'll go under a big number and we'll take the Jazz plus seven and a half in Miami um, again another weird spot for Miami a one game home trip it's very strange one game home trip is a weird way to say it I love that so I, I will join you on the under and cheer heartily against the Hawks. Um, final prediction, Timberwolves 140, Hawks 79. That would be a big blowout, wouldn't it? Oh, oh that's probably not going to happen, but it'd be a fun one. Actually, you know, the score blowout, last time you did this. blowout would be good for the under. Like a nice, you know, 36-point fourth quarter because we have backups in. Timberwolves are up by 28th. Where is, is this in Atlanta or Minnesota? In Atlanta. Oh, all right. Maybe the other way around. We'll see. <laughs> I'm cheering. I'd, I'd like to go to another playoff game. So I'm cheering for them to do well. In the, at least, you know, if they do end up the seventh seed, they would host the play-in. To, maybe I'm going to the play-in tournament. That's where they really thrive, guys. That's just, uh, that's their bread and butter. So a um, little thing called March Madness happening this week. The bracket. started to. I started to dig in a little on uh, bracket stuff. Say, did you fill I, in a bracket yet? I have not filled one out yet. You got to kind of decide. And, you know, we've talked to, uh, you know, Ed Fang in the past. And we've talked to other people about this. And you really do got to make decisions. It's similar to a lot of the, you know, Survivor League, the, the game theory and whatnot you'll end up doing with, you know, how many players are in your pool? You know, if, if, if you're in a home pool where it's, you know, everybody throws in 50 bucks and winner takes all and it's, you know, there's like 18 people in it, you don't want a really crazy bracket. You essentially really, really just need to nail the final four and not get too weird. You just need to accumulate points. But I mean, if you're in one of these where it's a huge ESPN league or some, you know, free one that has 7 million entries, you kind of got to get weird with it. Otherwise, you just don't stand a chance at all. So know what you're getting into when you fill out your brackets. There's some good articles that are going to be up this week from a few different people. I would say Ed Fang's a good resource on that. He yeah. does some stuff with game theory surrounding this. I know Team Rankings has a product you can buy. Uh, I feel like it's pretty cheap if you want. They have some, like, actually, like, I hate using, like, percentages – have such a negative connotation because it's like, hey, forty percent of the bets are on the Knicks tonight, but only twenty percent of the money or whatever it is. You know, it's different than that. Like, there are some decent percentages that some places will have as far as like which, how many people are using certain things for the brackets, and you know, it's you just can, like DFS. 
Yeah, you can't it, it, it exact beautiful noobs. It's just like that fading some of the chalk picks if you're right. in a big league like that. So there are some resources out there for you. And then our friend Tim puts out his sheets if you really are, are behind and need to do some catch up. I think it's like 10 bucks. Um, T hold, he has that every year. So go check that out. But the system, the system, what I do, and this has always been for funsies, and I think. I have to go back. I think it's failed once in like the last 15 years. There was one year, I remember a couple years ago, you got hosed. It was just I, chalky. I, it, it was chalky. There was one year, like 20 years. I think it was the UCLA year, a long time, where the, the bracket was so incredibly chalky, the system got just derailed and murdered. Yeah, the, the college basketball was really top heavy that year. There was like 12 good teams, and they just yeah. smashed everybody in the first round. This this is probably a good year for it, and it doesn't <clears> – <throat> this is one of those things, too, where it is a blind betting black box system. You can't say, oh, I'm skipping this one because there's all just – in. Yeah, you can't pick and choose. And I get, you can do it if you want. I don't care. This is more for me talking myself into this. But if you pick and choose, you're going to say things like, oh, there's no way. There's no way. St. Peter's beats a blue blood. There's no way, you know, Stephen F. Austin or Mercer beats Duke. Like every year you're going to talk yourself out of, if you pick and choose, talk yourself out of one of these. So basically the system is I bet all the money lines for all the 12s, the 13s, the 14s, and the 15s. I do not care who they're playing. I don't care if they're, you know, if they have an injury. I don't care if the other team is a million points better than them. I'm going to bet their money lines no matter what. And I'm just expecting, and eventually if you do this for the first two days, it is 16 bets. I'm expecting 10 of those bets to lose by like 25 points. Never have a, never have a prayer. But there always are some upsets. And it's it it has come out plus money almost every year. So this is a, and it's a fun one. Just a, just a, yeah, 12, 13, 14, and 15. So There's some and, juicy ones in here. And if you if you want to, and so I, you don't have to get weird with it like I do. But the biggest part, the the big part of the system for me is, if you get to the end of the day, on Thursday, and you haven't cashed a, a fourteen, a fifteen, or, or even a juicy thirteen, this is always a judgment call by me because sometimes you'll cash a thirteen and it was just like ah they were like plus two ten that's not a hit big hit if you haven't hit big on a Thursday, then I take Fridays and I double my bets. Full irresponsible gambling, Andy Martingale. Absolute and chaser. Thinking, do, do what you do. When do you bet them? I'm going to bet them probably today. Like, you know, you, you sometimes will see the need to wait for play-in games. I think sometimes they'll do a 12 on a play-in. I don't think that's the case. No, nah, just 11s this year. Up to double check. I think it's yeah, it's just elevens and sixteens. Maybe that's yep. maybe that's standard now at this point. But I will bet all of them. And then yeah, if I don't hit big, I'm gonna martingale that shit. And I'm gonna bet extra hard on Friday. And uh, you know, again, it's not something you should be taking a big chunk of your bankroll. This is always just a fun system I play. But one time I did double dip. You know, I hit that martingale. I said I'm betting twice as much money on Friday. And lo and behold, on that Friday, Middle Tennessee State came out, beat the shit out of Michigan State at like twenty to one. I mean, it was such a great ticket to go. It just—it's just a fun ticket to cash for sure. So, uh, the other—we'll talk about other stuff too. But the, the other fun one, of course, is 
just round robining the twelves, all the money lines. If you want to do that too, that usually ends up, you know, first game, first half unders as well. Yeah. First game under or first half unders for the whole first round, like like seven out of 10 years that cashes. And when it cashes, sometimes it cashes pretty big. So we'll go through this. I'm going to be spending the rest of the week working on, price shopping them out because there's just so many outs to be looked at. So that's the biggest part price shop. You're going to see some big differences, especially among the big ones. I think when oral Roberts won against Ohio state, I believe there was a massive difference between like, you know, places hanging like nine to one and places. You get to those big numbers. It matters. You really, really want to make sure you, you spread this around if you need to and get the best of the numbers. So that, and that goes for everything, but this one especially, because you never know. If you have the worst Peacock's number, you're going to be sad when that final buzzer goes off. Like, oh, I could have had, you know, XYZ on, on this one, and we got the crazy upset. So enjoy it. I'm excited for it. And let's finish up uh, the second week of Indian Wells here. What is this? Is this a... Are we the game before the quarters or are we in the quarters? This is the match before the final eight. I think we're finishing out the second round still. Okay. Or the third yeah, round, so this, I guess. So that we'll, this is to win to get into the quarterfinals here. Final eight, final four, final two, yeah. No, I'm sorry. The final 16, actually. We're still not even that okay. far. Oh, we're, so we, we still got a lot of I'm trying to look. There's four matches tomorrow, so that means there's eight players left on one side. There's and we're a day ahead of this. There's eight matches today, so sixteen here. So we go from sixteen down to eight, eight down to four. Okay, I'm down with it. a little while ago, but all right. What do we yeah, got? eight matches today. Just two of them. I have some angles for here that I like. Um, everything looks pretty good. Unfortunately, only one outright left. Belinda Benchich pulled a boner in the first round. She got knocked out. Kudermatova couldn't do a thing this weekend, and she lost. But we do have Bedosa still going. If you've got her at a big number, she's a short underdog to Ryback, you know, but that's what we thought going in. If she could get through this match, we're in great shape. But two looks for this afternoon. A first set over here. And go ahead and stack it up if you want. Um, didn't find a ton of prices on that yet for whatever reason. Um, maybe just didn't look at the right places. Ran out of time a little bit, to be perfectly honest. But Emma Raducanu plays Beatrice Haddad. My over 9.5, plus 110. I think I found that at FanDuel. Um, this is minus 10, minus 15 places. I had this closer to minus 125. Could even make a case for hanging a 10 here, to be perfectly honest. Should be an absolute battle of a first set. Um, two players that are very competitive here. Thought about playing the full match over as well, but it's a, just a massive 22. So I'll just take the first half over 9.5. And, and again, I'll try to find a 10.5 and, and a 12.5. Stack that one up. And depending on how that match goes, this will be one that I'll try to watch. It should be pretty fun. Um, might play a second set over as well. So uh, keep your eye on that. And then Daria Kasatkina, a lover money line here at plus one minus 182. Just wasn't able to find a good partner for it. Um, if you're into that, go ahead. Take Kasatkina parlay with a bunch of stuff today. Really like her. Um, the market's got her minus 180 and minus three games against Ravara Gracheva. Um, you may remember Gracheva. Um, got a parlay done for us the one time we've backed her in the last probably two years. And um, I've done pretty well going against her. So let's do it again here today. I have Kasakina closer to minus four games, closer to minus 240 here on the money line in this match. Um, great conditions for her, much better game. And again, you look at kind of the overall level here. Kasakina generally just crushes 
players of this level. I mean, unless you're a top 15, top 20 player, Kasakina really uh, performs very well against you. So I think this should be a win for her fairly comfortably. Um, again, was able to play the minus three. That was at minus 15. You know, anything in that range is still pretty good. And again, um, you're looking to just put together kind of a silly parlay today with some stuff. Grab that minus 182, minus 185, and um, put it together with something else. I dig it. All right, little golf before we go. <clears throat> Couldn't find a winner last week, but I did have the tough, guy man. who finished second. Yeah, I had the uh, of my five outrights. One finished second, one finished third. Neither had a snowball's <laughs> chance in hell of winning. I guess that I should sucks. be playing. I guess I should be playing top fives when like Rory, Rahm, and Spieth are, or Spieth, Rory, Rahm, and Scheffler in the field. Spieth played well at times too, although he did a little Spiething. But congrats to Hatton for getting a second place, five shots back from a golfing god. It was still fun to watch. Um, I, I wish I had a little better luck with the outrights, but what are you going to do? We'll attack it again this week as we head to Valspar. This is Innisbrook, the Copperhead course. For any of you guys who love when they name a section of holes, like Amen Corner or the Bear Trap, we have the Snake Pit here, which is a because of this Copperhead, like the the snake. So the Snake Pit is a very fun section of of this course. It's a tough course. It's gonna be a little a uh, little more tree lined than we've been used to seeing, as we were down in the swamps for the most part. Very tough tee to green test. It is super super long. This is like 7,300. I think it's a 73 and change, but it's still going to play as a par 71. So it's the field is a, a lot weaker. Obviously, we're not seeing everyone as we have. I think we're a week out from match play. A lot of people want to play in that because there's some decent money there as well. And we just had the players. So a lot of the big names sitting out, but it's not that bad. This is not Honda bad. You still have JT, Fleetwood, Spieth. Rose Fitzpatrick, he's a major winner from last year. Like, there's still some good names here, but that's the the problem too. Is you have JT at like ten to one at this point, so it's gonna be a tough one to look at. There's gonna be a lot of love for Sam Burns, who's won this a couple times. Probably some love for Danny McCarthy, who played really well, putted really well, like usual last week. I haven't fired on anything. I'll be back here on this YouTube channel at. 11 Eastern tomorrow with Noonan picking out our first outrights um, and then over at BetSports Golf, which I did want to mention. Um, and I know we talk a lot. I'm not sure why I don't – I never market it this way for, for people. Like, as the, the monthly packages are 20 bucks, and that gets you in the Discord where Ryan and Ron are really good at picking off early bad numbers uh, every Sunday – or excuse me, every Monday morning – they're picking out bad numbers for the Masters all, all year. They had some good ones for the players. Didn't quite work out getting home at like 40 to 1. But uh, the monthly package right now, again, like I said, it's 20 bucks. It'll run you through the Masters. So even if you're not that excited about Valspar, it's a good way it's to uh, you know get into the swing of some golf betting, some outright betting, join the Discord, join the uh, you know, join the community in there that's that's chatting about uh, golf every week. And yes, Leg Show Magazine. It looks like Leg Show Magazine is hell-bent for leather today. And and it says, he also says, the Pirates are going to be bad again this season. Yeah, the Pirates are always bad. Guys. What do I care? That's, that's, that's what's new. It's, uh, I think the only baseball bet I have so far is betting against the White Sox to make the playoffs. So what could, what could go wrong with Andy betting against the Chicago team? I mean, when has that Never ever failed before? 
and watch the Bulls just rip off the last 18 games in a row. So we'll catch you guys here tomorrow. Thanks for joining. Hit the thumbs up on the way out and win all your bets, for Christ's sakes, guys. Thank you.